This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I want to talk to you guys about Matchstick Golf. Matchstick is a custom designer of ball markers based in Portland, Oregon, that was born out of its founder getting sick and tired of trying to find cool ball markers that weren't those huge, heavy poker chips and didn't cost 300 bucks on eBay. Matchstick's markers include the one-eye alligator from Happy Gilmore, you know, the one that ate Chubb's hand, and a stack of cash that will have you putting for dough and birdies. Right now, they're offering 15% off your first order at matchstickgolf.com with the code TURN15. That's TURN15 at matchstickgolf.com. Set fire to the greens. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. A double dip for the USA at the Olympics in Tokyo. Nelly Korda, Xander Schauffele bring home the gold for the US of A. Hello. Welcome into this Olympics wrap-up edition of At The Turn. It is a somewhat reasonable hour for me on the West Coast. We just wrapped up the women's side, Nick. The silver playoff was completed. How are you? It's pretty late in your neck of the woods. You know, um, I committed to staying up for the duration a while back. And uh, at no point was I considering giving up on that commitment. The later it got, the more invested I was. Like, you're like, Nick, just just go to bed. We could do it tomorrow. I'm like, no, dude. If it doesn't happen now, it's literally never going to happen. We're going to do an Olympic recap in like October. After the Ryder Cup. I did text you about four or five times. It's time for bed, Nick. And you just refused to do it. And God bless you. You're here. So let's. You, you try you tried to cut me off from drinking too. I didn't appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know what's going on. No. Well, let's let's dive right in. So we they're literally assembling the podium on the 18th green as we're doing this. So it's right after the women's final. And. What a final round it was. It looked like I was watching the golf. I came home late Wednesday night and Nelly Corda needed a birdie to shoot 59. I was like, well, this is this bad boy's going to be a laugher. She's at 15 under through 35 holes. I believe at that point has an eight, nine, maybe even 10 shot lead. She double bogeys the 36th hole and played pretty mediocre golf compared to the rest of the field for the second two rounds, but she had such a big lead that she was able to take care of business, give her credit. She did have some hiccups today, able to make the nice two putt on the 72nd hole. 18 has been giving everyone fits all week and she's the gold medal winner. Number one player in the world takes care of business. It was awesome to watch. She made a double bogey on like the, I want to say the seventh hole. The part three. At that point, like she was within one of the, she had the lead by one or she was tied she bounced back with three straight birdies and 
it, it proved to be like clutch because she never really ran away with it after that. I mean, it looked like it was a runaway. She makes the double, bounces back with three birdies. You'd think, okay, well, she should still be have a commanding lead. And it was super exciting, the, just the whole way. The last, really, 12 holes. I mean, I watched pretty much the whole thing. And there was never a moment when I was bored or not interested in in like a runaway. It was a really fun event. The men's side, I thought, was good. The women's side was a lot more compelling, especially on Sunday. Like Xander had to make a putt to win the gold medal, but just the number of possibilities that were occurring over the final six holes, Monet and Ami taking the silver, winning in the playoff over Lydia Ko, the fact that she had an opportunity to win on home soil, made the bogey on 18, caught a bit of a bad break with the plug lie in the bunker on the 72nd hole, but still made the bogey was able to get it done with all this pressure. And let's be honest, she wasn't the big name of the two golfers from Japan. We both picked Hatatoka to medal. She was my gold medalist. And give her a lot of credit. It's pretty impressive. She's not a household name, as they alluded to in the broadcast many times, because she doesn't play on the LPGA Tour. She plays in Japan. But she's 28th in the world, so it's not like she's a scrub. And now she's a silver medalist. Pretty incredible stuff. Uh, I'm super excited Japan got on the podium. Um, I was hoping, I, I was, I thought it'd be cool if Hideki was able to pull out that playoff. He wasn't able to, but it was, it was, it was awesome that he was in it. Um, and and Monet, the way that she came back, it was like it was like one of those situations where she's not really a factor, and then she's like kind of a factor, and then she's like eh, kind of a threat, and then all of a sudden she's like, well, now she's tied for the lead. Yeah. And then when Nelly missed that birdie putt. On 17, it was like they're both going into 18 at minus 16. It's like they have an equal chance of winning this gold medal, which was which was awesome. Um, the thing I thought was cool, too, which which really kept me hooked, which kind of goes back to the last thing I talked about, my last complaint, is like even somebody who wasn't going to win, it wasn't Nelly Corda. It's like this putt is to get in silver medal position. But if she misses it, she's going to be two strokes outside of the bronze medal. I'm like, oh, my God, how does that math even work out? But, like, I'm just glued to, like, every single putt. From, it just brings so many more players into it, which um, I, I loved. Because even though there was drama at the top, I was also drawn into the drama at the second spot or the third spot. And, and, and to see where that, where that third, fourth place was going to fall. I love commentator Kay Cockrell. I think she's great. But she alluded to the fact on Lydia Ko's final putt, she had a putt on the 18th green to get to the gold medal position, essentially. Nellie Corda would have had to have made her putt. Lydia Ko had a putt, would have gotten her into a gold medal playoff. And she said, ah, I don't know. Might want to be careful with this. If you miss it, three putt, you got to have bronze. It's like, what? Why are we even here if not to get the you you're here to get the gold medal? I don't care about the consequences of missing this putt. You get it to the hole. And actually, you know, Lydia did not hit a very good putt and she ended up losing in the playoff, but that's one thing I want to get to as well. There's one golfer in the modern era who has two Olympic medals in golf, and it's Lydia Ko. She mm-hmm. had silver in 2016, bronze this year. Sensational stuff. It's so interesting to watch Lydia Ko now because four or five years ago, she was like a child and now she's just a grown ass adult. It's like two different people, but she's had this 
you know, her and Spieth are sort of on the same career trajectory and they both have competed at this really high level after having this valley in their career. And it's great to see her back. She's she's really good for the game. It's it's more fun when she's involved. It is super exciting seeing her on leaderboards. I mean, I was I've been waiting. I think I've been talking about it all year, like a Lydia Ko comeback. I think she was my pick in a couple of majors. Um, and now I'm like, well, I don't know if I want her to like overtake Nelly. I don't know if I after Lexi at the US Open, I don't know if I can handle another American meltdown in a in a huge event. Um, but it was it was really fun seeing her back. And I I I hope she continues it. I hope um we, we just get more Lydia Ko for like the next 10 years because it's it's awesome. It was one of those things where I was watching an event not really knowing who I was rooting for until it was actually happening. So I thought like when Lydia was making her charge on like 14, 15, 16, I'm like, all right, come on, Lydia. But then when Nelly hit that awesome putt to clinch it on the 72nd hole, I was clapping and super excited. So I think I was trying to talk myself out of Nelly winning, but she's the number one player in the world. She got it to this huge lead and found a way to hold on. It says a lot. Like, okay, is it cooler if you win by eight shots? Sure. But to have to hit pressure shot after pressure shot for like three hours trying to win a gold medal, your sister and all your friends are on the sideline watching you. Like, there's a lot of pressure every single shot. And it's a different kind of pressure because even though it's an individual event, you're still representing your country, right? It's that Solheim Cup sort of atmosphere. So I hats off to Nelly. Hats off to all three of them, really. It is. In in Nelly, what just one more thing before we move on to to my girl, um, Aditi. I'm surprised but, you've been able to wait this long. I, I I can't. I can't wait. But they asked her after in her post-run interview about the pressure. You know, how does you won your first major championship six weeks ago? Now you've won gold medal in the Olympics. How does the pressure compare? And and I loved her response, which was it's the same, which is also the same as an event every single week. And I think what what I took away from that is if you're in it to win it, it doesn't matter if it's the corner club open or the Olympics, like, like the, the shot you, you want to hit the best shot possible, no matter what the situation is, um, which I think is, is an awesome approach. I mean, like, and I think it's something we can probably relate to because like, at least for me personally, whether I'm out at Hemlock Ridge at five forty-five in the morning, just grinding over a seven foot bogey putt or, or whether I'm like, I don't know, in a USGA qualifier, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I want the best result possible no matter what the situation is. Well, to kind of put a button on that, something that Scott Van Pelt said years and years ago about Tiger Woods always sticks with me. And it was about the first FedEx Cup playoffs. And for how much we make fun of it now, at its inception, it was tenfold. And Scott Van Pelt put it the best way I've heard. Make it matter and Tiger will win it. If you say this is important, Tiger Woods will win it. And it sounds like Nelly has the same mindset. If you're telling me this is important, whether it's the Evian Championship or it's some, you know, lower level LPGA, LPGA event, or if it's the Olympics, if it matters and it's a competition, I'm going to give him my all and feel the same sort of pressure because all these things matter the same amount to me. Exactly. 100%. I don't think it's a knock on the Olympics. I think no. it's... I think it's a compliment to how she approaches everything. Aditi. Go ahead. What I, do you want to say? What a run. I have, I have a list of six things uh, that I'm going to rattle off. I'm not no. even going to like try to make it conversational because I'd just be faking it at this point. She was, out of the 60 players in the field, 60th in driving distance. Joe, 
It was that could not have been emphasized more than playing with Nelly and Lydia Ko yeah. because she's hitting hybrid into literally every single green except for one. She had a nine iron. And meanwhile, Lydia and Nelly have wedges. I mean, it was it was insane. They said her average drive was forty six yards shorter than Nelly Quarters, and she she lost to her by two strokes. Yeah. How about Lydia's? Sorry, sorry to interrupt your your, no, your girl, but I got still about, got five more things, but we'll get to them. How about Lydia's tee shot in eighteen? Just absolutely piped it and had just a yeah. buck twenty. I mean, it was a bad second shot, but to, just to pipe that drive on that hole, it, it, it was awesome. All right, Aditi, it was go ahead. good stuff. <laughs> Aditi lost fifteen yards after suffering from COVID in May. Oh my God, really? So she lost fifteen yards off her average drive. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it, that's significant yeah. to someone who doesn't hit it very far. I, I know, I know. And even in her interview afterwards, she's like, you know, if I if I was twenty yards longer, like I wouldn't have hybrids in every hole, and my dispersion would be a little bit tighter, and I'd probably make a couple more putts, and maybe I'd be on the goddamn podium right now. But it's no big deal. <laughs> Is that an exact quote? <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. Um. Her mom was on the bag, which which was awesome. She was in the Olympics in 2016, in which she was the youngest uh, golf competitor in the 2016 Rio Olympics, and her father was on the bag. This year, her mother was on the bag. Provides no input. Just, mom just mom doesn't her know the game. Just just, 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 just rakes her bunkers. Just hanging out. <laughs> She's like, wow. mom, the only way family can come is is if if you're a caddy, and so <laughs> yeah, which I think is. Again, relatable because like you don't have you don't have anybody telling you what club to hit. I don't have anybody telling me what club to hit. I have I have this like guy on my shoulder being like, just hit the driver, dude. You know, and like, I don't have anybody being like, ah, well, actually, the data says you probably shouldn't do that. Um, so good on her for just doing it all herself. It, it was is, like that, almost it was almost like cool. a Disney movie. You know, you get this underdog. You know, her. It was almost reminds me of like the Francis we met. You know, you get this this caddy who who's not really like strategizing he's just there to hand you the clubs and you're an underdog like a, a a female golfer from india where like everybody's tweeting like i've never heard of golf before but now i'm obsessed um i would love to be in like an indian sports bar and just like feeling out the vibe of, of their reaction and reception to, to what she was doing I, I thought it was incredible um I don't even know how to how to recite this stat that they mentioned on the on the TV. I'm going to try. Her strokes gained putting was 12, and that not her rank, but like literally for the tournament, 12 strokes gained putting. So, in relation to the field, she gained 12 strokes just from putting. Correct. Wow. Which I makes mean, sense stroke- because she probably lost like eight off the tee. Yeah. Look, if you finish fourth in this tournament and you're playing against two of the best players of the last decade and two players that have potential to be hall of famers and Nelly Corda and Lydia Ko, who hit the ball pretty damn far. Like you got to make those strokes up somewhere. 12. Wow. Dude. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I just want to see more of her. I can't wait until the, the 2024 Olympics to, to see her again. Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm now following her on Twitter. I'm one of the 50,000 people who started following her on Twitter this week. Also, for reference, it is uh, 10.55 a.m. right now in India, which I, I don't really know how that works because it's 10.25 here in Portland, but 
I guess th- th- there's a half an hour thing going on. That's, that's madness. Yeah. So, so you're getting a nice boozy brunch to start your day in India watching this golf. I mean, that was – it would have been very cool if she got a medal to have some sort of commemorative, tangible thing to represent this experience. But yeah. when you think of this Olympics, you're probably going to think of two things. Nelly Korda and Aditi. I mean, it was just – it was a remarkable I, I, run, dude. I, I know I am. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see her get a medal. It would have been really deserving and, and, and fitting. You know, talking about this this Disney movie that we that we just watched. Uh, and Disney movies don't end with, with her off the podium. No, definitely not. Um, do you have anything else on the women's side before we before we transition to the men? There's a couple of general things about the Olympics I want to get your take on. Okay. A lot of people. Eh, maybe that's overstating it. There was a conversation that's been had that maybe caddies should get Olympic medals. And so I put it out on Twitter, Nick. 58% of at the turn followers on Twitter say that caddies should get Olympic medals. Now, Lacey and I quickly Googled, do coaches get medals in other sports? The answer is no. Coaches don't get Olympic really? medals. That's I was shocking to me. I was a little surprised by that. But, like, think about it. Like, Greg Popovich is not going to get a medal today because men's basketball. He should 100% get a gold medal. Uh, Maybe he should, but the International Olympic Committee does not award medals to coaches, at least based on what I saw. So, Wow, that's that's surprising. I would would go so far as to say I would would almost challenge that. But but carry on. Well, it's only – it's 130 over there. You don't have a leg to stand on, right? (laughs) No. I'm I'm pretty sure coaches don't get medals. So we're going to operate under that pretense. Sure. Even if they do, do you think a caddy deserves a medal? No. I 100% don't. I don't either. 58% of at-the-turn followers are idiots. And and (laughs) I I mean, there's – I, I, I love how, how nice they're being because I'm a nice guy. I like I think I'm a nice guy. Um I want to be nice to people, but You are Nick. I, I, I just I don't even it, it just goes without saying. No, I mean you you happened yourself into a really awesome circumstance. I think you should get something because normally your pay is based on what your player earns and if a player is is an exhibition, I don't think their golfers are getting paid. I think the caddy should get some sort of stipend or compensation, whatever it is. Sure. I, no, it's not a team event. It's an individual sport. Well, and the best point that I've heard about this is, what if your caddy is from another country than you? Like, what if you're American and your caddy is German? Or you're from Australia and your caddy is English? Like, whoops, now what do we do? That's a great point. Or what if your caddy doesn't know anything about golf and they just hand you a club and and like and also I'm pretty what sure are caddy- like raking a bunker in, in Nelly Corda's like putt line and she's like, hey, um, now's not the time to, to be doing that. Yeah. What if what, what if your caddy's your mom hanging out and all of a sudden you're on the world stage, unbeknownst to you, and this big thing is happening around you? So we agree. I think it got a little momentum this week, but I don't I don't think there's much water to it. I don't think I don't think caddies should get medals. People are, are obsessed with caddies I, is one thing I've learned. And I think they it's are. because it's like the one golf thing on TV that they see that they're like, I I could do that. Yeah. Because like if you're sitting on your couch with an IPA or a Pilsner or a White Claw in your hand, your chance to hit the tour is over. It's gone. It's, it, it is it is history. Okay. but But like – you see the caddy out there and you're like, yeah, well, like, 
they're okay golfers. They know golf. They play. They they work hard. I work hard. Um, you know, they can break eighty. I could maybe break eighty. I um, have worked at it. Uh, you know, like sure, I could do that. And so then they're like, should caddies get medals? Yeah, caddies should get medals because I could be a caddy. And if I was a caddy, like I would earn that medal. And I think, I think that's the mindset. That's fair. I don't think they should get medals though. <laughs> I don't. No, they should I, absolutely not get medals. Coaches should though. Coaches probably should, but caddies. You tell me, Jill not. Ellis has no. I mean, that, that that's it's, it's ridiculous. I, I, yeah, I know. Gino, right? no Greg Popovich, no medals. I don't. I don't think so. They should get medals. They should. How do you like this format? Do you like the Olympics just being a four round stroke play tournament? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't not like it. I mean, I, I'm. I'd be open to hearing other suggestions. I don't have any others. I don't watch it and say this format needs to change. I, I loved watching both tournaments, to be honest. Um, I did too. I I enjoyed it a lot, Nick. Um, but in a lot of ways, it feels like another golf tournament because it is. It's a 72-hole stroke event, and it just feels like maybe the Olympics needs to be a little bit different. I was thinking something like still a 60-person field, still the same thing, but you do a 36-hole stroke play whittle it down to the final eight, and then you do match play, okay? Four on each side. The winners get to the final four. The winners of that get to the gold medal match, and then you have a bronze medal match for the losers of that. Something different. I want to see match play. I want to see match play. Um, I I agree that it feels like another golf tournament. I don't think the Olympics is the one you change, and here's why. I think we want to or for me personally i want to see people and golfers like like rory sabatini which we'll talk about later like put the olympics on a pedestal and, and and strive for that and i think if you change the format and it's different from all of the other golf that we watch it just opens it up for people to poke holes in it like oh they're not even playing stroke play oh this is why they don't do match play on the pga tour that you know i just think it open it it opens them up to be exposed for you know, there's more risk than reward. I'd rather see, I don't know, the playoffs of the PGA Tour have a bracket involved. That makes more sense to me. I'd much rather see a different event go to a different format than the Olympics. Yeah, perhaps they missed the boat because they've had two of these now. And by the time we get to Paris in 2024, we're going to be more accustomed to having golf in the Olympics and the fact that it's a 60-person field and we kind of know the rules, we know the way it works. So perhaps you're right. Maybe maybe we're too far down the road to turn back now and change it. I just wish there was something more unique about this other than the fact that it's a 60-person field, no cut. And, you know, frankly, I think it's been helped by the fact that you have had compelling tournaments, especially this year. Both tournaments were really, really good. You had that seven-person playoff on the men's side, which we'll get to in a second. And on the women's side, this was it was a phenomenal final day, final few holes. I'm glad they got in 72 holes. I would like to see a little wrinkle, but because we've had such good tournaments, it is difficult to make that argument because the golf has been compelling. The, the one thing I think... Like I, I low key love the most about Olympic golf is the field. Like not just the sixty player field, the limited field, but the fact that you have the best fifteen, and then you've got forty five of the sixteen to three hundred and fifty golfer in the world. Because I think it allows players like Aditi, players like CT Pan, who who aren't in the top fifty in the world, but are 
the margin is so thin and you you throw a little motivation into that fire uh you get really good drama you get really good leaderboards where like it's not just rory jt brooks and dj and john rom fighting it out it's like okay rory and and rory sabatini and ct pan and and xander shoffley and it's like oh my god like do i go for the underdog it's just it brings in an element that we don't get because even when you do get those random guys atop the leaderboard on the pga tour there's five or six stalwarts chasing them down and it's always anticlimactic and there's just not a lot of oomph to it but like with these fields i i really felt like this is awesome like i would love to see 40 50 60 player fields more often this golf course was awesome this was such a good golf course to have this sort of event great mix of holes on the back nine you have the really really hard finishing hole you've got a drivable par four a weird par three another short par four like you have these awesome risk reward holes kind of these holes that you have to make birdie on, holes that you can drive for both the men. And I thought they did a really good job of making the course set up in the same way for the men and women, whereas if a hole was drivable for the men, it also was for the women, like in the same way. I think Lydia Ko hit, I believe it was 16, the par four, uh, just over the green with the driver. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple holes where you could reach with, I, I saw players reach with three wood earlier in the week, uh, short par four on the front side and long par threes. There was just a lot of different types of shots. And the they talked about this a ton, but the cut of the actual cup, if you lip a, hole, a, a ball out on Kamugaseki Country Club, you are done, man. Like those, the, I, I've, I've never seen a cup like that in my life. It, I was going to say, I, I, I heard that. Like I, I heard that exact phrase, like oh they they cut them so sharp, a lip out is is going a mile. And I'm like, is that how that works? Like a lip out is all of a sudden like an accelerator, and it just it just blasts your ball. I mean, like can we get some of that technology into my driver? I don't know. I did see probably three or four, where it was just like like it was bizarre to watch. Like there's there's extensive videos on YouTube about how they manicure this golf course and take care of it. So it it, it was an exceptional venue. I'd watch an eight-minute YouTube video on, like, the physics of how a sharper cut hole impacts the velocity of a lip out. We got to get sports science on this. We we got to do it. I just took them at their word because they know more than me. Nick, yeah, we so- sounds legit. We have to we have to talk about – look, Xander Schauffele, congratulations. You're an excellent golfer. You won the gold. CT Pan, wow. Awesome. You beat a lot of big names. You got the bronze. I don't want to dismiss these guys in the least because what they did was sensational. But, Nick – the headliner is the silver medalist on the men's side. A million percent. <laughs> I just kind of set the scene um, for what it's worth, and it might not be worth much. Um, last Saturday night, I was in Moscow, Idaho. Ah. And I was I was at a wedding, actually. And I, I, I they snuck go through away with from it? the wedding. I, I always ask if they, they actually went through with it, everything was okay? They did go through with it, yes. Yes. Congrats. Despite the 101 degree heat. Um, but I digress. I snuck into the corner club after the wedding and I uh, had where I had posted up for a few nights checking out the golf action. And I looked up and I, I could have sworn there was a typo. I, maybe I was too drunk. Rory Sabatini with a 61 next to his name <laughs> in the clubhouse in silver medal position. And I'm like, this, what, Bill, Bill, what, what's going on here? It was true. So we've been talking about Rory Sabatini and his Olympic quest for. Over two years on the shame podcast. on us for not picking him. Just gutless, so gutless. He knew. Is this okay? 
we'll get into it. But is, is, is this the greatest grift in the history of golf? In the history of the sport? Besides anything Patrick Reed does in a normal round? I, I, I think you know my stance on this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I applaud the man. I mean, the fact that he – okay, so for folks that aren't familiar, shame on you. Roy Sabatini's from South Africa. He married a woman from Slovakia. Two years ago, he legally changed his citizenship from South Africa to Slovakian for the purposes of qualifying for the Olympics because guess what? Golf is not a big sport in Slovakia. So he qualified for the Olympics based on this. Played very mediocre the first three rounds. Shoots a 61 on Sunday to actually have a chance at the gold medal. I mean, Xander Schauffele had a three-foot putt that if he missed, he was going to be in a playoff with Rory Sabatini for the freaking gold medal. And the dude gets a silver medal. To have any other stance than applauding him because he actually pulled it off to a two-year quest to get on this podium and he gets it done. At a certain point, no matter how big of a jerk you are, you got to just tip the cap, and that's the situation I'm in. A hundred percent. And like I said earlier, I I would much, much, much rather see guys changing their nationalities and fighting tooth and nail and dedicating five years of their life. And no, did we check? Like, did he marry her specifically to gain this nationality? <laughs> to gain Because that would be like a lifetime commitment to the Olympics. But I'd much rather see that take than guys like DJ who are like, well, Whatever. I, I want to prep for the FedEx Cup, so I'm going to skip the Olympics. I mean, come on, bro. So I, I, I got to tip my cap. Also, we cannot act, and, and golf fans cannot act like this is the first person to be liberal with their nationality to improve their chances at a national team. I mean, it happens all the time. I, I don't yeah. know where Vlatko is from, but I, I don't think he was born in Buffalo. Um, yeah, bro. Somebody could check me on that. But I, all I'm saying is th- this is not the first person who's done this. Mike Piazza played for Team Italy in baseball in the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> that, that happened. This happens all the time. It's true. The fact that, that Rory Sabatini is such a disliked character in golf made this such a big story. But the fact that he pulled it off is is absolutely extraordinary. So I don't know if you've seen any of the fallout or sort of what's happened since Roy Sabatini has won this silver medal. So his current status... Uh, Vlatko was born in Yugoslavia. Oh, okay. Okay. Yugoslavia? Yeah. Okay. So Rory Sabatini is on this victory tour in Europe right now. He's he's going everywhere. He's, he's doing all the talk show circuits over there. I suppose he, you know, got his Rosetta Stone, so he speaks Slovak. Had a hilarious quote last week where he said basically i did it for the kids this is golf's not a popular game and i hope kids see me and they're inspired by my did did you did you hear the quote or just read it because like do do you think he was saying that like sarcastically it seemed like he was trying to be sincere i didn't actually hear the words come out of his mouth but which is disappointing because that that's where i I get off the train like Mm. hey i wanted to win an olympic medal wasn't going to happen yes. in South Africa. Changed my nationality. I did it. I, I, I'm super stoked. This is important to me. That's great. Nobody's going to blame you for doing Own it for it. yourself. Don't act like you're doing it for the kids. So he's now at a point where he's about to lose his status on the PGA Tour because you don't get world ranking points. You don't get money for this. This is just, the, the Olympics is its own beast. So Rory Sabatini 
he has a few exemptions that he can stay on tour with. So Rory Sabatini's been on tour every single year since 1999, but one. Pretty damn impressive. Mm. Rory Sabatini is 29th all time in PGA Tour earnings. There is an exemption that you can use one time that if you're top 30 on the all-time money list, you get an exemption out of the tour. So he can use that. There's another exemption he for can use. For one year. For one year. Wow. There's another one-time exemption you can use. So once you use it, you can never use it again. And Roy Sabatini is in his late 40s, so I don't know. Yeah, you're not getting any younger. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I, no sense I, in saving it. Exactly. So I don't know why I keep this in the back pocket. So he's got the all-time money list exemption. If you've made 300 cuts on the PGA Tour in your career, you also can get one of these one-time exemptions. It's essentially called the J.J. Henry rule because J.J. Henry was the first person to use it. So Roy Sabatini, late 40s. He only has one event to boost himself up into a FedEx Cup playoff standing where he doesn't have to go to Q school. Or he can stay in Europe, party, and just basically submit to the tour red letter and say, you know what? I've made $31 million in my career. I'm 29th all-time in the money list. I'll see you guys in the fall and just go right to Netflix <laughs> and play the Safeway Classic. How do you not take that option? Why would you try to grind it out? Just if you've gone two years to get to this point to win a silver medal to be a cele- celebrity in the Eastern Bloc, get out there and do it, baby. Enjoy. I have, a t- I have two questions. Uh, number one is not really a question. I- I'm surprised he's not higher up in the-, in the status because I know he's been grinding to get to this point. And so I would have assumed that he was playing as much as possible, playing well. I've seen his name on some leaderboards. You know, I, I haven't, I haven't searched him in the rankings, but uh, I'm a little bit surprised by that. Number two, have we checked where he is in the Ryder Cup standings? So presumably given what you, all, what you just laid out, he's nowhere on the radar, but that was my first thought is like, well, wait a second. If he's, <laughs> if he's Slovakian now, like, could he be the first guy to play at a President's Cup and a Ryder Cup for uh, the international <laughs> squad? So I, I I I cannot confirm if um, Captain Padraig Harrington has reached It'd be out a hell to of the captain's pick Slovakia. No, there must be some sort of nationality duration, length of time. Whereas if you were in South African, uh, you know, in twenty nineteen. In 2021, <laughs> because that would have been within the qualifying period, right? If you like, maybe the 2023 Ryder Cup or the 2022, whatever the hell it is. I think the next mm-hmm. Ryder Cup, maybe he could, but I think he switched his nationality within the qualifying period, which strikes me as illegal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if if Jason Day decided he wanted to be from Spain instead of Australia for the purposes of playing in the Ryder Cup, he'd probably have to do it far enough in advance where it wouldn't raise any suspicion. Mm. Fair <laughs> enough. Are, I, you know that, that that sounds like it probably checks out. Those are fabulous questions, though. And at the end of the day, I'm glad we're both in lockstep. That like, Roy Sabatini is probably a jerk. He's he's always voted like the most hated player on tour, but he did it. He did it. He did exactly yeah. what he was supposed I'm, to do. I'm not he, mad at all. No, he, um, I got that medal. All right, one one bone to pick with the Olympics. I don't know if you have if you have anything else, but there's, there was one thing that, that was I it found. for me for both tournaments to be an incredible distraction over the top, unnecessary. Those bugs? No. The, did you hear the bugs? Um, I did. I did hear the bugs. Okay. The 143.7 meters, 121.9 yards. Look, look, Nick, 
your ugly American is showing. This isn't this isn't a broadcast just for you. This is an international. So I don't mind the meters and yards. Okay, I don't but need why, the ten. Why the decimal point? Why the decimal? I know because now I'm thinking like, okay, which number did I see? Because they just flash it for like two seconds. Like, which did I see the meters? Did I see the yards? The yeah. point seven. What is yeah. that in inches? You know, it's just it's it's too much. It I is a lot. I don't need the decimal. I never really got it explained to me, but this was also a thing where I just sort of accepted what was happening and just went with it. Um, I'm so happy that, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I don't, I'm happy that they started this early enough to where you were able to sit down and watch this thing, even though it's an ungodly hour when we're recording this for you. Um, boy, when that weather delay hit, did you, you, you seem undeterred. I was like, all right, buddy, let's, let's plan another time. And you're like, nope, I'm cracking a beard. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, there was, at that point, you're in no man's land. Like I'm, yeah. I've already lost the sleep I was going to get, um, you know, <laughs> it's too there's, late. there's no chance I'm doing this tomorrow. Um, you know, you're just, you're just on an Island. So we're just, we're just doing it. Well, this is, this, this is where fatherhood plays an advantage because you're so used to being sleep deprived that you know, that you could operate at least at a 75 to like 85% capacity at this point. My, my biggest fear is like within 10 minutes of getting to bed and falling asleep, the baby starts crying, which is a hundred percent what's going to happen. Does that mean we should wrap it up? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I laid it all out there. It was a really good event, even though I want to change it a little bit. I really did enjoy it. America takes gold. Lydia Ko, only, only golfer in the modern era to have two gold, to have two Olympic medals rather in golf. Pretty impressive. And uh, Paris is coming in 2024. That's Le Golf National. Le Go- it, it is Le Golf National. Am I right? I, th- oh, I, think, yeah. I think you are. Um, well, this has been fun. Nick, you need to get some sleep. And uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed the Olympics. We got the Ryder Cup coming up soon. The FedEx mm. Cup playoffs, which I really hope to avoid talking about at all costs. I'm sure there's other things let's we just, can discuss. Let's just ignore it. Let's we just ignore We can do it. We we. We can. Uh, I want to talk about some golf movies coming up in this podcast, Nick. I think it's going to be really, really fun. Speaking of the caddy theme. Yeah, some terrible golf movies are going to be discussed on this podcast very, very soon. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Nick, get some rest. Go to matchstickgolf.com. Use promo code TURN15 at checkout for incredible savings on your first purchase at matchstickgolf.com. Go USA. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.